this week's episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast, Spence, Spangler, and Buzz talk about what we're watching, meaning the watches we have our eye on, what our next purchase might be, and what uh, we're going to be looking out for uh, with Tudor, Paddock, and Rolex not releasing any watches in 2020. There's a little bit of Tudor talk and a little bit of a Rolex rant simply because we're a little disappointed that these two brands won't be releasing any new products. I mean, we're disappointed because Paddock always has cool stuff, but let's be real. None of us run the market for a Paddock this year anyway. So with that, let's get on with the show. All right. Well, glad to have everybody back for another episode. Good to be back. Episode 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one might actually be less than 45 minutes, but you never know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So, uh, how's everybody doing? Man, uh, okay well, I'm doing here. good. I don't know about you guys, but I'm still uh, kind of bummed about the new news from uh, Rolex and Tudor and Paddock. But, you know, like we were discussing earlier, we were, we're not really going to buy a, a Paddock anytime soon. But uh, Yeah, nobody's in the mood for it. Nobody's in the, in the market for a Paddock. Yeah, it's not my flavor right now. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll probably touch on that here in a little bit. So, Spangler, since you're, uh, you're chatty, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the same thing I was drinking last time. It's going to be that Kuriyashi 8-year. I know I butchered that name, but uh, uh, the Kuriyashi 8-year scotch. Uh, not scotch, just whiskey from uh, Japan. Nice. What about you Buzzy, guys? Buzzy, what have you got? Yeah, I was about to say Spangler. I, I don't think that they can make <laughs> scotch in Japan unless there's like a Scotland, uh, Japan, you know, like uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, but so I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you remember, Buzzy, for a while, there's this one county in Scotland that would make you your own lord or lady of like a square yard plot. So like maybe that's how they could do it. Like the Japanese folks become like a Scottish lord and then they can say that it's Scotch. I don't know. I like that idea. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be I have a friend that. who actually, <laughs> I have a friend whose parents did that for him and his wife oh just my God. to be funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good lord. Don't, don't, You'll refer, refer to him as Laird, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I am uh, actually having a beer tonight. I gave up uh, beer for Lent, but we're in Triduum now, so I can have it again. Um, there you go. So I, I uh, let's see, Spence, let's see how uh, how up you are on your, uh, your rap lyrics. Uh, the, the name of the beer that I'm having, you got to fill in the blank here. Ludacris once said, forget game, I'ma spit the blank. Don't ask me, I have no idea. Uh, same. Oh, wow. <laughs> Truth. I'm more of a classic rock guy. Ditto. There we go. My, uh, my tastes are uh, rap and yacht rock, so. Uh, Truth, yeah, having the Ryan Geist Truth tonight, and uh, it tastes delicious. See, uh, I was just thinking that his classic. lyric was like, Peroni or Bud Light or something. <laughs> for some reason, I've just like never taken the truth. I know it's like a good staple IPA, but for some reason, I just cannot get behind it. Yeah, hey. I like it all right, but yeah. it's just to me, I'm not a huge IPA guy. I'm more of an amber ale mm-hmm. type of person. So, yeah, I I used to be that way, and uh, uh, trip to. Actually, of all places, Albuquerque, a long, long time ago, years ago, when I was working, the first place I worked out of school, uh, there's a brewery uh, there that had really, really good IPAs and pale ales, and I, I got hooked. 
So, yeah. Nice. Well, so I'll here. round it out. Yep, I've got, uh, just went back to the old staple, Woodford Reserve on the rocks tonight. Just plain and simple. Did you finish off another bottle with that one? What? No, that was the, uh, what did I get? Oh, no, it was the, um, it was the Breckenridge that I killed. Uh, I thought you were doing a trick yeah, of, and like, I did... killing bottles, so I didn't know if you, you knocked the Woodford down finally. No, I didn't know. That still has quite a bit left. Um, I did kill a bottle of Bullet Rye, but I had already bought its replacement. So we're, <laughs> we're working on a, during the quarantine, we're, we're working on a system of you buy a backup, and then when you get, so you always have a backup. So, like, today, when I went out, I don't know if you guys saw, I was posting on Instagram for the podcast. I went out and got, um, we went to Luckman Coffee that's over here by the house off of uh, Beachmont. And, uh, I've been there plenty of times. Because, because I have, because we killed a bag of their roast that we had, and I'd bought two bags the last time. I bought another bag today just to make sure that we always have two bags or a bag in the open bag. So yeah. it is currently sitting in quarantine out in the garage just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gotta be extra safe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and then I'll just go ahead and uh, move on to the wrist check. Uh, again, I'm sure anybody who follows either of the Instagram accounts, either mine or I, you know, do a lot for the podcast. So I was, well, I've got the Hulk on today. But I've changed it up a little bit, and I'm actually really digging this. Um, I've got it on the Stealth Bond NATO strap from Cincy Strap Co., and I think it looks like it's super cool. I think it looks great on it. I think it's so sweet. This is something about having like a a Rolex sub on a on a NATO that just looks so good all the time. Yeah. Well, well I will say um, the guy, one of the guys who we follow slash follows us um, at Denver Horologic. So shout out to him. Uh, my wife's from Denver, also by the way. Had on a uh, well shout out to I her mean, it, too. Yes, shout out to my wife, who's also from Denver. Um, I'm sure she's a listener, right? No, she's actually not. <laughs> well, come on. She says that if she listens, it would kill the magic of of this podcast. So she's do, like, I don't want to be disappointed. Do we have a magic um, about us? I guess so. No, we don't. Okay. We don't really. Okay, well. <laughs> but I think he had on, it was it was definitely, I don't want to say like vintage vintage, but he definitely had on a vintage sub on a, a regular black and gray Bond NATO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that looks really cool. I'm going to go ahead and put the stealth bond on this one because I have the red and black on the Seamaster and I want to see how this looks and yeah. did it three days ago and I haven't taken it off. I've, I think I've worn it every each day the last three days just because I like the way it looks and feels so much. So nice. that's what I'm wearing. Nice. What about you Spangler? Uh, well, I'll stick with the dive watch theme. I've got the, uh, the black Bay 58 on, uh, again, but um, like you said, you, you switched it up on the NATO. I've been uh, mulling over, uh, I've been perusing Strapcode's uh, website for the past few days, and I've been mulling over the idea of buying the Jubilee they have, like personally like made or like handmade for the, uh, the 58. Uh, and I've been mulling over whether or not I want to get that and put a Jubilee on this and try that out. I think it would definitely do change it, it pretty, pretty do well. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, I agree. Yes. And then also I was going to say... Um, because we forgot to, or not forgot, but I haven't gotten to this yet. But like, so two things. Um, well, really, just one. Strap week is next week. It is. Oh yeah. So I asked, I asked Zach. I was like, so what does that mean? He goes, we all just run a sale. I was like, oh, well, in that case, so go check out our buddy Zach at Cincy Strap Co. for Strap Week starting on April thirteenth. Things offering thirty so, percent off. Yeah. Yes, he is. 
Just... I mean, or if you know any of the other guys too, they all like I have a couple of blue sharks from when, before I met Zach. Yeah. Um, also, because Blue Shark does make a 24-inch NATO. Yes. 24-millimeter. <laughs> um, a little jab. Sorry, 24-millimeter. You're right. It's only, also that. 24-inch um, NATO would be ridiculous. Only be 25.4 <laughs> times larger, but, you know, who's, who's yes. keeping track? <laughs> yeah, the engineer in a, uh, amongst us. Yes. <laughs> you can right. tell. You know but so, so, so do that... Um, that, that, and I would say if you're if you're looking for that Jubilee, get that. But you also need to get an OG Bond strap because that watch on an OG Bond NATO is gonna look so killer. Uh, I think I think next week is gonna be the time to uh, to pick one up here. Good deal. Uh, I would say so. Yep, I think it's I would say think so. it's about time. Plus, summer's right around the corner, so you know I can't get wrong with that. Exactly. Yep. All right, Buzzy, what you got? So I have my Timex Q. On. I, nice. I needed a uh, little little uh, dash of color when I was mowing the yard and doing all of that fun stuff. I tell you what, this week has been a just parade of of oddities. I've really, um, <laughs> I I don't remember a week in recent memory where I've worn so many of my watches. Uh, and different ones at different parts of the day too. Uh, I, oh, you've been doing multiple multiple watches a day. Uh, nice. A switch out. I haven't Schwarzkopf <laughs> or anything, but uh, yeah, I, lots of my uh, my Orient Mako. But uh, yeah, this and my Alpha uh, GMT and just yeah, been been kind of fun. But this. This time XQ put puts the uh, fun and funky. It's the the, the right, right watch for for Saturday. I am I am waiting waiting for them to release their new ones because I have my eye on that white dial Pepsi version. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's sharp. I am waiting for that one. <laughs> Super sharp. I I thought you were saying I am waiting waiting for me to get done with my review of said watch. <laughs> Well, we'd also need a website to put it up on yet. It's true. I, I do <laughs> know works. that uh, I, I was listening to uh, Scottish Watches today when I was mowing, and he, he did say that, you know, they they accept submissions, but I think... Oh, yeah, they just, said to check with, they just said to check with them so that, you, that nobody else has already written one. So yeah. maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll uh, reach out to Ricky and see uh, yeah. what watches they would want us to write about that we could write about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could do a wa- we could do realistically. I may pitch him the we could just pitch him the idea that we should do all of the all the watches we talked about last week that we would want if they'd fix the one thing. <laughs> um, and also, somebody did point out to me. So shout out to our buddy at Ryan wears watches because I do know he actually listens because he said, "Hey, by the way, I think he got excited and jumped the gun and included the five at both 15 and 45 in your count on the Air King because there's only six fives on the Air King. There's not eight. But, I mean, realistically, six just seems like so many that eight seems like a much better number to me. <laughs> <laughs> so there are only six, six fives. And I also appreciate that neither of you caught that either. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate the, de- the, the, uh, the detective work on his side. <laughs> yeah. I was talking. I said eight like six times in that podcast, and neither of you caught it and told me I was wrong. All I know with that generation of Air King, uh, the fact that 
only the hands have loom really weirds me out so uh i'm out (laughs) (laughs) i'm out it's another reason it's another reason (laughs) uh but we're not talking about that this week no. No, we're not. well, we're kind of talking about that brand. There will be a Rolex rant, there will be some Tudor talk, and there will be a I don't know. We haven't got thought of anything for Patek yet cuz it's way out of everybody's price range. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> what was the news? What was the news spangler that you broke to us and then I added to on our group text? Yeah, well, uh Rolex, Tudor, and Patek have a uh, ceased uh new uh new watches for 2020. Uh which, you know, it's one of those things, like, we, we could have seen it coming, but uh, it just hurts that it actually did happen, you know? <laughs> I was bracing myself for yeah. it, but, uh, you know. But uh, it's probably a good thing now, because uh, without the new releases, uh, it's, it's going to keep us from uh, that, uh, that FOMO of not getting any of the new releases that come out this year. So it op- this, is, this is true. It opens up our horizons now. But, um, yeah, no, Spence, I know you were hoping for that, uh, that Coke GMT from Rolex, but... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm the first on the on the fake list at Richter and Phillips for the uh, the new Coke. I texted Blake back in October they, or November. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 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 a yeah. contract. That's it's a legal document. Yeah. There was it's a, a verbal document. There was a verbal uh, air quotes on the list. That's a real thing. Well, hey, if they yes, exactly. If they could use that sort of stuff to take down the Tiger King, I mean, I I, I think that it's legal. Hey, right? don't ruin it for me. I'm not done with it yet. I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> I watched it in one day. I got Come two on. episodes left. Come on, dude. I've got two little kids, man. It's tough. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. you know what? The last two are the best ones. Or maybe the last three. I forget which. I forget what the. It starts to get juicy, even though the whole thing's juicy. But. It gets weird, man. You can't write that kind of stuff. It's I can't believe no. it's real. Like you can't even think of that stuff. But I digress. This is yes. this isn't going to be a lead into the the Rolex whatever Tiger uh, Daytona. That's not where we're going with that little rant, everybody. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but yeah, I also so wouldn't but... buy that watch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take everything to so no, Yes. So no new Coke, no Black Bay Fifty Eight GMT. Mm. Um, no Datejust Thirty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and all precious metal. In all precious metal. <laughs> Available immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, what, uh, you know, it makes me think, like, what other brands out there, are there any other major brands still releasing stuff, or have they already released stuff? I'm trying to think, what, the SWAT, did the Swatch Group do anything? Well, they did their $14,000 Speedmaster. Yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> which now, I don't know if that's going to be coming out, which is a shame, because I really want to try one on at RMP, but, uh. I don't know if it's going to be happening. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll have one by the end of the year at yeah. least. I mean, you don't, you don't make a watch like that and then not, like, you don't announce a watch like that having not already started production. Yeah. So I would exactly. imagine there's a few of them. They just haven't been shipped yet. Yeah. Uh, I was actually really waiting on the uh, new Tag Heuer 160th anniversary Carrera that was coming out. Um, it was supposed to come out in June, um, and I went on the website to see if they said anything about it, and they had taken the page down, so Ooh. it makes me wonder if that might be what Omega is doing with that, even though they would have had some push back the release date, like you said, which, ugh, I don't want them to, but I think that might be what's uh, happening with some of these. What color dial does that new Carrera have? I think I've seen it. It's... It, Not like... It's honestly silver. Uh, it looks really silver. Okay. More, kind of that silver so- white. So the funny thing is about, like, I I do find Tag Oyer a little bit funny just because it's like, 
all of their vintage reissues they've done have all been done really well. But then I look at like all of their modern stuff and I was like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. I think I was watching. <laughs> like it's really hit or miss. Yeah, I was watching a video the other day, and I think they this guy uh, described Takoi as three parts. Uh, one, the uh, vintage reissues. Uh, one, the uh, tag part of Tag Heuer, so like the, right. the super nonsense watches that no one really likes. Uh, and yep. then the super concept uh, Beaver uh, part of Tag, at least when he was a part of it. Uh, so, you know, the, the Tribions and all the yeah. crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, like you said, their vintage reissues are really spot on. Uh, their Octavia, they amazing. Their yes. Octavia is awesome, and like the the movement they have in those watches, the the Hoyer Caliber O two is like an awesome movement. Uh, it's you know I think it's a not lateral clutch. I think it's a horizontal clutch uh, column wheel chronograph uh, eighty hour power reserve. So it's it's honestly a really good movement. I think for the uh, the new one they're going to come out with, it was going to be 39. I think it was going to be just a shade above 13 millimeters thick, which is pretty good, uh, seeing as the Octavia was like, I don't know, pushing 16. Yeah, it was a pretty thick watch. Yeah. So the the funny thing is that for all of the uh, BS that uh, Tag gets for the Tag part of the collection, and you know, depending on your point of view, rightly so, <laughs> I would uh, be a liar if I didn't say that I would still provide, if they were about half as expensive as they are in the used market, I wouldn't mind a uh, 2000s F1 as a, like a quartz beater. But yeah. they go for way too much, way too much for what they are uh, in the used market. But yeah, yeah. obviously they, the most appealing stuff that, that they do are, are those reissues. So speaking of the used market, we uh, we got into the main topic a little bit, or at least the first half of the main topic a little bit before we did our fresh forum finds. That's right. So now that there's no pressure to wait and see what Rolex or Tudor, mainly Tudor, because you know all three of us big Tudor fans, Buzzy's not getting his BB58 GMT. Aww. <laughs> I'm not getting my BB58 GMT or potentially a Coke either and or probably neither let's be honest Um, and I know Spangler was really looking at that new Patek Aquanaut with a rotating bezel oh I was really it was on the it was on the next uh, on the next to buy list yes the Aquanaut diver (laughs) 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 that they're not gonna release don't forget it has a GMT Um, on it too (laughs) yes both of them either and or both well you have to have the GMT Um, to go with the chronograph yeah exactly especially on a dive watch Yep, yep, all those things. Yep. Uh, 50 <laughs> meters of water resistance on that one. <laughs> so, uh, Damn, I wanted it so bad. So since those things aren't going to happen, like we may actually start paying more attention to our fresh forum finds since we may actually want to pick some of them up. I mean, I could say so, I've definitely branched down to some weird stuff. Not weird stuff. You but, have. Um, so so what's the one you've got today? Um, so... I went down the Breguet rabbit hole uh, a couple days ago to learn about their history. Um, and so if you're out there and you're really looking for a pilot's watch that's not your typical, like, everyday known pilot's watch, uh, the Breguet Type 20 uh, chronograph is a really cool watch. It's got a cool history with the, the French Air Force. Um, and I've got a, uh, let's see here, it's a Breguet Type 20 3820 Ti uh, black dial. Uh, it's on watchnet.com, which uh, I found it off of Watch Recon. Um, 
Hey, it's actually a form fine. It's it's a form fine today, everybody. I know it's taking some flack the other weeks, uh, so I decided to actually go on the forums, <laughs> uh, try my luck out. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, listed for uh, 4K uh, bank wire. You can probably haggle a little bit on there. Uh, but it looks like it has box papers. Uh, comes on a pretty slick uh, brown NATO. Um, it looks to be in great shape. Um, so yeah, it's a chronograph, uh, rotating bezel, cool breguet font. Uh, it's got a date. I know they have a version with a, a flyback chronograph, which I don't believe this one is, but I could be wrong on that. Um, this is the titanium version though, right? You said TI? Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's, uh, they had a tit- yeah, this is a titanium. He says the age is around 2000 when they made it. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. I'm not the biggest Breguet uh, enthusiast, but uh, I find these ones really cool. It's got a big eye chronograph on the uh, on the three o'clock subdial, so it's a uh, really cool, nice. cool historical watch. Looking for a cool pilot watch that's uh, outside the, you know, outside the box. This would uh, could definitely be that. I don't know if it was the same version or it might have been a newer one, but Richter and Phillips did have in their uh, pre-owned case a Type Twenty titanium. It was surprising how light that watch was. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So I, I, and it was almost like, I don't say like unappealing because it was a fantastic watch, but it was like it was almost like, is there anything on my wrist? This is really weird because it was a good sized chronograph. Yeah. Titanium gives me, gives me that feeling also. So I really, when I when I look at the Pelagos, for example, when I look at pictures of it and look at it as an idea i really like it and when i get it on the wrist and there's just not that heft that i'm used to it Mm -hmm. really uh really unfortunately um takes away uh from the the presence of of the watch uh, well but think about this too the pelagos has a full titanium bracelet exactly this is on a strap Oh yeah, yeah. If it if it's just a case and it's titanium, it's yeah. There's nothing there. Leather's not that heavy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but like, don't get me wrong here. I love titanium. And I I really think it's a good use, a good option for like tool watches like this. Like if you're like outside using this watch, like you know you don't want it to weigh you down. I think titanium's actually a pretty good option. Um, oh yeah. Oh, it's a fantastic option, and it's it's like I know it's more difficult to work with. It's just yeah. when you're used to wearing steel. It definitely it throws you off a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's. I understand that it's brilliant technically. I just can't get over that mental hurdle. You know? <laughs> but the, the could one you thing, imagine if you if you had a gold watch on a full bracelet and a titanium watch on a full bracelet and switch between the two? Oh lord. Well, I could. <laughs> I'm sure there's could, people out there that do that, but oh lordy. I can imagine the first part of that only because I. Uh, tried on that uh, slick president at uh, the uh, whiskey and watches past year rnp and was very sad with how little my bank account had in relation to it because it was just perfect (laughs) it was sweet i don't know if they still have i don't think they have that anymore i feel like somebody picked that up well they should it was a a great price a great piece and you, you know you know what you're getting um yeah you know, it's not like you're buying off of some private par- party that you never met. Exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely got that uh, 80s Miami vibe. Oh, yeah. I love it. 
<laughs> everyone that knows me knows that that's not me at all, but uh, there's <laughs> some, just something pretty slick about it. Yeah. I was going to say, that would fit your personality perfect, Buzz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, South Beach, the South Beach vibes. That's right. Oh, yeah. You tan real easy, don't you, Buzz? Completely. <laughs> Completely. Uh, I go right to burn. That's the ultimate yeah. form, right? So what have you got, Buzzy? Okay. Uh, unfortunately, by the time that everyone actually listens to this podcast, the little sweetener uh, to this deal will be gone. But I'm the new Evan. I'm getting my fast form fine off of a non-forum. This one's actually off of Crown and Caliber. We, we've got a uh, Rolex Explorer 14270 going for $4,500. Well, actually, $4,508, uh, if, if you want to be pedantic about it. Um, it seems like you want to be. I do, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so unlike most of the watches on there this one actually has enough links to fit a seven and one quarter inch wrist uh, what size are your wrist buzz seven and one quarter inch huh yeah yeah <laughs> um Funny. Huh. so this that, is interesting it is it is they are also running a uh, 300 dollar off all rolex event that's ending tonight and if huh. there wasn't a pandemic going on, I might have a new watch, but... I think you should just have a new watch. I think I should, too. <laughs> well, the pandemic's going to be over uh, anyway soon. Yeah, well, so if this was if this was the, uh, the six-digit reference at, with all of these specs, it would be a little slightly different animal, because I really like those solid M links, and supposedly yeah. the one... 14 270's got a better movement. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a heathen when it comes to that stuff. I don't know any of that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, they, they do note in the details that there are some small chips along the edge of the crystal. Uh, but... I feel it, like we know where you could get that taken care of. Oh, exactly. And <laughs> at the end of the day, I, at my... Uh, my Colt uh, actually had some chips on the crystal, and big deal. I lived with it until it was time to to service it out. Like that, that really doesn't bother me that much mm-hmm. uh, when we're when we're talking used. But yeah, pretty pretty sweet deal on this, and uh, it's not from a forum, so that preserves one of the three of us. Not. Uh, not sticking to the forum part of the forum fast find. I think they'll have to be a weekly thing now. Yeah, somebody's going to have to. So I'm kind of doing the hybrid here. The one that I found, I used Watch Recon, but it's listed on Reddit. So hey. forum, not a forum, forum-ish. It is a, and I'm going to go there even after last week's episode, a Hamilton Intramatic Chrono, <laughs> the Panda version. Um, I mean... Used condition, couple of you know, couple of nicks here and there, just on the on the back of the case from strap changes. It sounds like uh, fourteen hundred bucks with box and papers. I mean, you you set the floor right there, Evan, when we were talking about it, like where they where they trade at. So there it is. Yep. Um, 
It's such a good looking watch. <laughs> and it's Just, only fourteen hundred dollars. That's not even that much money, you know. Just. just it's such a good looking watch. Get it. <laughs> Just do it. That is a hun- that is a hundred dollars per millimeter. <laughs> Thick. Uh, I wish they were. You're pri- welcome. <laughs> I wish they were priced that way. Oh. Yeah. Just just, a, just imagine picking up a Bulgari Octofunissimo or whatever the heck they're called for eight hundred bucks. For seven hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> just seven hundred bucks. Real thin, real cheap. Yeah. That's how it works. Ugh. If only. And all those Invictas would actually go for their suggested MSRPs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so we've got got a little bit of time left. And we had talked a little bit about, you know, we did our little Rolex rant and Tudor talk. Um, about how they're not releasing anything. So that said, um, and since we are like, Spangler hinted at we aren't going to have FOMO. Yeah. What do you guys got your eyes on? Uh, well, personally speaking, like I said, I was kind of going a little bit outside the box, uh, talking about today's uh, Breguet Type 20. Uh, but I've gone down the rabbit hole of the El Primero. Uh, or Primero. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I know you, Spencer, are looking at picking up something new here. You're getting the itch, and I threw this one out there as an option. Um, but yeah, it's the Zenith L Premier. It's the 38 millimeter one, so uh, a little bit smaller. Uh, I know they make a lot of them in 42 millimeters, but this one's 38. Uh, I think it's only about 12, 12.6 thick. I know it's sub 13, uh, so it's really not too thick for an automatic chronograph. And the cool part about you know the ones that I'm like looking at uh, are that they use uh, the caliber 400 from Zenith, which is uh, almost a recreation of the original L Premier caliber. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, you get that historic design, not, you know, not only the historic design, but you get the historic movement too. So that's what I've got. Those my are all high, those are the high beats, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's thirty six. That's yeah, yeah, that's so cool. That's that's pretty slick. I, yeah, and also um, the the bezel on that's fairly thin. So I, I found that. You know, obviously diameter is important, but I found that it's the dial size that really tells me how big a watch wears. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that probably will wear a little bit bigger than than the thirty eight. Yeah, uh, it looks really cool. Um, it comes with three dial colors too, so you have a an option there. But I'm I'm preferring the white dialed one so far. And the bracelet's really cool too. So. And it's got the different colored sub registers, right? Yeah, oh yeah, the uh, they're different. Yeah. They're different on each each uh, dial variation, but the the white dial has a, a gray, black, and a blue sub dial. Very similar to that uh, Seiko chronograph you were looking at. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, Buzzy, what have uh, other than that Explorer that you may or may not be buying later tonight? Um, <laughs> what have you got your eye on? <laughs> you got about three hours here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I know that suspense is really good for, uh, you know, making people motivated to listen to the next one. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. I, it probably is not happening. Um, so I, I too, uh, have the itch because, I mean, you presumably are listening to these podcasts, you know, talking about getting all 
getting all ready to uh, to buy an Explorer. Probably not doing that right now. Um, just I'm fairly conservative with that sort of thing, and just doesn't doesn't okay. feel right. Uh, that being said, a um, couple of affordables have been popping up on my radar. Uh, I have thought about getting an Alpha Explorer just to, you know, kind of as a test drive piece. I know people have different opinions on on that sort of thing, but, you know, guess what? I don't particularly care. I, I think that's a, a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Um, <laughs> one of the guys in the uh, Cincy Red Bar group chat had a uh, uh, an RLG Atlanticus I believe is is what it's called it's the uh, super compressor and uh, I I have been jonesing for a twin um, twin crown internal bezel super compressor for quite a while just because I think they look sweet. I mean, yeah. there's really no other reason to buy such a watch. And <laughs> that kind of, uh, the case dimensions are right on. Um, the design's very good. Um, and uh, the the price is right. So that's kind of been appealing. Um, I was mentioned that I was um, listening to Scotch watches while I was mowing and I was listening to the one with Cole uh, mm-hmm. where, where oh, they yeah. re- redid the draft which was just brilliant I, I love that, I love that <laughs> all the rule idea. breaking in that version was hysterical oh exactly yes. that's that's the whole point but when he uh, <laughs> I, I think it was Cole for his flex you know something that, that's flexible but also you can flex on people I think it was I think it was him that, that had the uh, gold uh, turtle. It might have been. Some, he, he also did the uh, Ublow watch. service watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was hilarious. God, that was brilliant. But, uh, somebody, somebody who they had on Hodinkee Radio actually has one of those. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I listened to that episode. I can't remember who it is, though. But that's a crazy watch. I don't either. Yeah. It is. That was funny. But... Uh, yeah, that that gold turtle. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, that just there, so there's all sorts of things that are just kind of popping up that I'm not super serious about, and um, yeah, it's mostly that sort of thing. Every now and then, I'll get infatuated with like a doxa uh, for a couple of days, or I'll get infatuated with like the Manta uh, Ocean King. Uh-huh. for for a couple of days but i i am i'm in the like with a lot of things right now but not truly in love so no no re- real reason to pull the trigger sure. i'm with you on a lot of those things and you just i don't say stole half my thunder but you set me up really well because <laughs> so i'm trying to i do. go back and forth yeah i appreciate that so like a couple of things have popped up recently obviously with no tutor fomo um, getting the itch a little bit and I know people are going to say oh you have to get the orange one if you do this but like I am really 
really kind of fallen pretty hard for the Doxa Sub 300, the Caribbean, which is the Navy with the orange handset. Yeah. Really like that one. Tried on our buddy at the fourth wheels. I think he's got the Sub 1200T, the limited edition version, but it's very similar to the Sub 300. Mm-hmm. For their dimensions, they wear super well. Then I go back and forth. Do I really need another dive watch? Do I not need another dive watch? <laughs> I love the idea of a gilt Monta SkyQuest as well. Huh. Yes. Um, just because it, you know, again, I don't have a GMT function watch. And I, I know there's, there's the ones, like, that one isn't a, a local jumping hour. And I don't think the 24-hour hand is necessarily as independent. But, again, it's got ceramic bezel it's the price point is very attractive you know they they make a good quality product we've we've all fondled the crap out of our buddies our our buddies monta atlas well not you spangler because you haven't been to red bar yet no but everybody loves the Atlas that our buddy gelato mancer has so like i mean i like the idea of the bi-directional rotating bezel and they also did a 72 click bezel so if you think about yes. that, instead of the 48 click, they did a 72, which is just unbelievable. Their <laughs> bracelets are a lot of fun and amazing. Yeah. Um, I do also like their Ocean King, but I would probably go blue there because the the Ocean King has essentially the same thing as the Rolex Submariner. It looks a lot like the Glide Lock system, which is just one of the best things about the sub. Um, but again, do I need another dive watch? I don't know. I like the GMT functionality. Um, Victor and Phillips still has that limited edition Seiko chrono that I like, but for a Seiko, the price point's getting up there. Um, yeah, that, that watch. They also I really... have a constant. Yeah, they also have a. This one's kind of off the wall, um, but they have an Omega Constellation that's been discontinued. <laughs> that um, the pricing on that seems to be pretty right. Could be even a little bit more right, just depending. And that is a mainly brushed bracelet. It's got rose gold hands and markers on like a white cream dial but most of it's brushed it wears super well and we've talked like we've talked about this before and this is probably going to become another episode like why omega doesn't promote that watch more it's an integrated bracelet steel sports watch like why is that not one of their best sellers right now yeah i don't know so like if <laughs> like i don't get it. i mean and they have one with a blue dial that is actually a hobnail and it looks pretty sharp so i i don't know yeah, um, what cracks me up about about that watch is you've you've liked that for quite a while and would would send wrist shots occasionally and all of that, and it never made any sense to me uh, until I realized, oh, yeah, it's one of those luxury sports watch. Like that's the only positioning that makes any sense to me. Yeah. Right, because at first I look at it and I, I see, what is that? Some sort of a dress watch? Can't be, you know, metal bracelet. <laughs> that that doesn't work. Um, but then just realizing, yeah, it's this really um, wild, kind of made up, but very real market segment. Like that that made uh, my confusion go away and was able to actually focus on, Hey, do I actually like the look of this thing or not? And I, I, <laughs> I, I like, I like where you're going at with, with that thing. It's kind of off the wall. I mean, and it's got a fancy, like, again, it's got the coaxial movement in it. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic watch. And then the one that is really tugging on my heartstrings right now. And of course it's from our buddy, Blake, the enabler at Richter and Phillips. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about, like, 
I was even like looking at like the Tudor, her, like the Heritage Chrono, the um, the blue one, the Monte Carlo, which was or not the the Monte Carlo is the home plate one, the the blue one, which yeah. is a cool watch. It's got a rotating bezel. It's got the the chronograph module. It's kind of cool um, metal bracelet, which I'm kind of, I'm I'm definitely more of a bracelet guy, even yeah. though I put stuff on NATO's. Like I'm more of a I'm much less of a leather strap. Um, in fact, I think I only really wear my fast rider chrono on the leather strap during the winter because I love their deployant. Yeah. Um, and that's what it came with. But it's, uh, he, he, we've been talking back and forth on some stuff and then he goes, Oh, well this just came in. Um, <laughs> and it was the, uh, the blue grand Seiko SBG something. It's their nine F quartz GMT with a blue dial, which is a dial color. I don't own and I've kind of had my eye on with the red GMT hand, 40 millimeters, 12 millimeters thick on an oyster style bracelet, 9F quartz, local jumping hour. And the only thing that's making me hesitate a little bit is the quartz aspect, but I don't know that that should even really be a thing. Because if the idea is I'm looking kind of more for a grab and go, kind of a daily wear, quartz could make a lot of sense. It has the 9F quartz technology is unbelievable. Plus minus 10 seconds a year is insane. Um, blue dial, phenomenal finishing, really cool travel watch, Grand Seiko finishing. Just I, I don't know whether that's gonna be the next one or not. But like, um, it's the whole quartz situation. Yeah, it is the whole quartz situation because it's it's within spitting distance of their entry-level spring drive model, which I like a lot, but I don't, it's, you know, it's just, a time. so I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence there. Cause like spring drive for what their 39 millimeter goes for is am- also amazing technology oh, at a very sure. great price with yeah. the same finishing. So it's like, I, I don't know. So I'm I mean, in like, I'm like buzzy. I'm in like with a lot of things, but I don't know yet. Well, and that's, and that's just it, right? I mean, when we're talking about some of these pieces and what they go for, uh, you sh- you shouldn't be pulling the trigger on them if you're just in like, right? Um, right. I I have had a quartz awakening uh, recently <laughs> that I really I really don't mind it at all. Now, granted, I'm never going to be spending you know a ton of money on one, right? I, if I were, were ever in the uh, situation where I'm really bummed out that Paddock isn't uh, releasing anything this year, right? If I had that level of money to spend on, on things, I'm probably not buying a Quartz, but uh, <laughs> the, the grab-and-go aspect is just unparalleled. And um, one of the other things that I really like about my Quartz watches, right, about my Q and about my uh, uh, Colt uh, Chrono, the mm-hmm. super quartz it's it's the grab and go but also that the quartz really enables a nice thin watch right i mean i we we uh the the timex what's the m79 right that is the uh, uh auto it's a beast it's pretty it's, thick it's a little thick and and to me a, a few of the charms of this sort of watch went away with with that added uh, thickness, and I, I don't don't think that that is necessarily a great trade off. But there are a ton of times where when I am going to work, where I grab my Breitling because 
I don't believe that I have the time to wind and set a watch on the way in. True. Right? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, now granted, you know, it's just, just my opinion on it, but yeah, don't, don't let the quartz deter you because I know the, those case dimensions uh, for that Grand Seiko piece are, are just dynamite and the, uh, the 9F is a really, really cool piece of technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't, don't, don't let the, uh, the quartz deter you. It, it, it has its bright spots also. Oh, I can see the appeal. I'm just, I'm still, I'm in my own head about a lot of things right now with this. Yeah. Which is, again, it's, it's a fun hobby. It's fun to talk about. These aren't really agonizing decisions <laughs> by any means. But it is just, it's, it's fun to have the debate to try to figure out exactly. But, and I feel like anybody who's listening to the podcast has probably been down this, I don't want to say analysis paralysis rabbit hole before, but <laughs> there's a, I mean, to, I, to quote, to quote the, the latest from 10 and two, if you could just buy hashtag all the watches, why wouldn't you just do that? But <laughs> we, you know, we have to make these decisions um, because we can't buy hashtag all the watches. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are having Wise that. Words. I think a lot of people are having that. <laughs> a lot of people are having that analysis paralysis right now, since we're all just quarantined in here and looking at watches all day. So uh, that also does not help. No, yeah, <laughs> no. I mean that's what I'm doing. I don't know about you guys, but uh, spend a I lot mean, of my free actually, time browsing. I've actually doing a fair amount of that. Yeah, I've been busier than heck, but uh, there's there's still a lot of hours in the day to look at watches. I mean, <laughs> this is true. It's the this good side true. and the bad side to this hobby. Absolutely. And then eventually we might actually get to see some watches in person again, which will be pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever, whatever happened with the uh, – I know a lot of red bars are uh, doing the Zoom. Um, you think that could be a, an option here coming up? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I feel like some people like are enjoying that. Um, I think Red Bar Atlanta may have done one and maybe Milwaukee too. Um, they look kind of fun, so I don't know. You know, I've heard a rumor that we might be thinking about doing one for the Cincinnati chapter, and I think there was a brand that might have been involved, too. At least that's what they were hinting <laughs> at, but I haven't heard anything final yet. So it would be cool if they did. Um, but, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've done just over 45 minutes, so I think just for sake of... I can't say brevity, because it's been, again, over the half hour that we jokingly mentioned in our very first episode. <laughs> but I think we've... We've we've gotten enough. Too bad we aren't going to be seeing any new stuff from 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 two, really just really three, but really two brands that we kind of like. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I like yeah, the that, idea. That means that I like the idea of the third third brand, but I just I don't think that I'm going to be selling the minivan anytime soon to buy a watch. So accurate, <laughs> yeah. accurate. So we'll yes. we'll just have to see. Uh, what rabbit holes we all go down and what comes in. So, you know, you guys got to tune in every week just to see in case we buy anything. <laughs> yeah, two, two out of the three people on the podcast, they're, they're ready to pull the trigger here. So watch out. Yeah. You never know when right. it's going to happen. All right. And we, we don't know which two of the three, so keep, yeah. keep you guessing. Mystery right. and right. intrigue. Makes exactly. it more exciting. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for joining us this week, guys. Thanks, everybody, all of our listener. A um, lot of fun. Let's just keep doing this. So, uh, got some cool things we think maybe trying to line up in the next couple episodes. Uh, have to reach out to a few folks, see maybe we get another guest or two on, and uh, mm-hmm. 
Maybe get somebody who might have accidentally tagged us in one of her Instagram posts. You never know. <laughs> um, we'll go from there. But uh, hopefully we'll see everyone next week. Stay safe for a few more weeks until we can all go start hanging out again. Yep. Exactly. Keep washing your hands. Yep. Everybody yes. do your do part. Do that all the time anyway. <laughs> like, not just during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I should have said that. Keep washing your hands like we all were definitely doing before this. Yeah. Just don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop. Always have a hand sanitizer on on your uh, that on too. your person. Ready to go. Don't be gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. thanks everybody. Yep. yep. See y'all next week. Good seeing you guys. Yep. Bye. Bye.